People need to start taking control of their lives and committing to themselves and stop going the easy route on every single thing, right? Yeah, it's, and I was guilty of it too. My, you know, my body was not functioning at its best and it was my fault and I had to take responsibility for that. It's nobody else's fault but our own if we're not feeling good. I turned 50, y'all, and I started a podcast. Really, age is just a number. It comes down to how we choose to live and the choices we make in our life and those things accumulate. Don't let the programming of life keep you from doing things every single day that, that make you happy. When we feel good, it's easy to think good. Life is not happening to you. You are your life. You are happening to your life. Hey, and welcome to the podcast. In today's episode, I have my friend Tammy Reinolds on with us to talk about her experience uh, with something called the Heart 75, which I'm super excited to learn about and hear about her experience. Um, but Tammy is an entrepreneur for over 12 years. She owns a salon and a lash supply business. She's a novice chef, and hopefully she would like to translate that into something bigger in the future. I know uh, from personal experience, she's an amazing cook. Um, and my and her reason for being is to make others feel amazing about who they are and their authentic selves. And her work allows her to do that every day. And uh, I can attest to that. I love going and seeing Tammy. And, and it's true. Uh, this is um, this is her work. Got my lashes done yesterday. So Tammy, we've got your testament right here. Um, so I was looking on the website of the. Uh, Thank you. I was looking on the website of the Hard Seventy Five because I really don't know any. I really wanted to keep myself like tabula rasa, like I don't really know anything about it. But on the homepage of the website, it describes itself as a transformative mental toughness program, and they call it the Iron Man for your brain. So. Before you like, go into the um, details of what the program entails, I'm curious, just bring us up to this point, like Tammy, like where are you in your life and what is, what is going on to bring you to you wanting to do something called the Iron Man for your brain? Like, where were you at? What was going on with you? Well, so a year ago, I decided to buy my second business, which is the lash supply business, right? And I already work, as you know, I work all the time. I'm working 10 hours a day. And I was struggling to find time to work on that business. I mean, that's the reality. I And I had all sorts of excuses, right, on why I didn't have time to do any of that. And then on top of it, I, you know, was unhealthy. I wasn't making time for me time because I'm a recovering people pleaser. You know, I could constantly do for others versus doing for myself. And um, so I was making excuses around eating right and not drinking too much and, um, you know, getting my life in order. And I have a macro coach. <laughs> you know, I've been working with her for four years. And for four years, I've been struggling getting the results because I kept giving up on myself, Amazing. basically. I mean, I wasn't doing the work. That was it, right? And she uh, looked at me one day and she's like, what is it going to take for you to wake up, you know? 
and she's tough, which I love about her because she kind of just hits you right between the eyes, which is why I like listening to Andy Frisella too, because who created the Heart 75 program. And uh, I was like, you're right. And she's like, you know, you ought to consider doing Heart 75 because it's a, it's a wake up to your mental capabilities, right? And um, it's going to show you who you are. And I just like, I don't know. I don't know. Girl, I started that program like two or three times. And, you know, I had this pattern and this pattern kept coming up. And I just got sick of myself making excuses. That's the reality. So you, so you when you start seeing this. your own patterns come up. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. I started and stopped a couple times. I'd get to day three and I'd have an offer to go have a cocktail. And I'd be like, yeah, okay, let's go, you know? And then I'd have to, there's an app, and then you'd have to say, I completely failed. <laughs> you fail and you start over. And so then there was months that I just didn't do anything. And uh, and it was really my macro coach, Sarah, who was like, girl, you got to wake the hell up. Like, this is ridiculous. I keep working with you. You keep, you know, not doing your thing. And like, we need to, we need to fix this. You need to fix this. And the responsibility is completely with me, right? Wow. So um, I said yes to doing it for myself. Oh, she's tough, but she's fabulous, but she's tough. Yeah. Yeah. You were asking me about, you didn't realize that I had started and stopped multiple times. Oh yeah. I think I started and stopped this program probably five times and never got past week one. So it was, yeah. And, and so, and what, and so what finally made you start and not stop that final time? It's really the, the other business. I, I needed the, needed to find a way to be disciplined with my time so that I can make both businesses thrive. You know, it's a, it's a team of one right now trying to make both those businesses work. I mean, I have a team on my salon side, but, um, you know, there's just me for, you know, the lash supply business. And so I needed to find time. And I thought if I can find a way to be disciplined with my own health and make me a priority, then everything else would fall into place. And so it was an exercise for me to get my shit together, essentially, to get my shit together. And I had to have a conversation with myself all of the people around me and basically said, look, this is what I'm doing. So I'm going to be saying no a lot. I'm going to say no to social events. I'm going to say no to going out and having cocktails. I'm going to say no, no, no. Which as you know, knowing me as well as you do is not an easy thing for me because I like to people please. So just the, just the exercise of saying no and putting me first was a huge, huge thing. But the reality is, you know, if we did that and applied that discipline then to what needs to get done in our lives, then we get things done. We get things done for the business. So that was my reason for saying yes. And then on top of it, I felt, you know, I, I felt like shit. I felt like shit. I was tired. I was sick of my own excuses. I was sick of myself. I mean, really, I was disgusted with myself. Honey. And, you know, it's just like, oh, it's time to change it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So um, 
I, you know, I love that, um, you know, you talk about how you really started this program or really recommitted to the program because of you had some business goals and you realized that in order to be able to achieve those things, you had to create just like a whole discipline circle in your whole life. And again, uh, you know, telling people in your work and your friend circle, you know, all the people that are interacting with you, this is the container I'm in. These are the parameters. Like it is amazing, you know, being able to hold that boundary and, um, and letting people know ahead of time. Like, I think that's actually really genius. Like it probably wouldn't have happened unless you had done that. Um, so that's great. So once you finally, so how, how long has it been since you completed this? Has it been about a week or five days? We, you just finished. It's, it's been a week. Yeah. It's been a week. So yeah. for seven days, yeah. seven days. So most people I don't think have heard of this program. I mean, I, I, I vaguely, and like I told my boyfriend, I'm like, oh my gosh, Tammy just finished the, you know, the hard 75 and, um, He's like, what's that? And so the way I, this is how I explained it to him. And then I'm going to have you tell me actually what it really is. I said, okay, so it's 75 days where you have to work out twice a day. And I think there's a specific way you have to eat. And I'm not sure if there's some kind of requirement where you have to read something every day. (laughs) Oh, oh. And then I said, and if you don't, if you don't, mark off all the things on the list on a given day, you have to start all the way over, even if you're on like day seven or day 25. (laughs) Anyway, that's all, that's how I would explain it. So I know I'm really off the mark. Why don't you explain the parameters of the program? Okay. So, yeah. So yes, you have to pick or choose an eating plan that you're going to follow. So there's no restriction around what that eating plan is. It could be that you're going to eliminate sugar. I chose macros because my goal also was to lose weight, right? So I chose macros. Um, Then yes, there's two workouts a day for 45 minutes each each, um, session. One has to be outdoors, and that's actually pretty significant, and I'll explain why. And then um, they can't be back to back. So you do have to spread them out. So in my case, it was morning and then night. And then you drink a gallon of water a day. You have to read 10 pages of a book that's going to help grow you. And it's not audio. So you have to actually turn the pages. And then, um, so what did I say? Okay, the five <laughs> the books, the read. Oh, and you take a progress picture every single day. Every which day. believe it or not, that's not as easy to do in the beginning. Cause when, yeah, because when you're, when you're not feeling good about yourself, the last thing you want to do is take a progress picture and you're like, Oh God. <laughs> you know? And, um, but if yes, if you don't, and a gallon of water a day. So if you don't comply on any one of those things, then you start on day one. And the water, believe it or not, I wasn't a big water drinker and that was tough. Oh, and no alcohol, no alcohol and no cheat meals. So you're working out for 75 days straight, no break days. You are sticking to your meal plan for 75 days, no cheats, no excuses, no alcohol. And the no alcohol was really interesting for me, along with the second workout. That that was, those were my two struggle points, but there were nights where I 
got busy at work and didn't drink all my water. And I was up at 11 o'clock at night guzzling that last bit of water and then ended up getting up three times in the middle of the night to pee <laughs> you know, because I didn't plan my day right. And yeah. So I'm assuming the first 25 days and the second 25 days and the last 25 days, you're experiencing this program in a different way. Um, and why don't you take me for the, through the first portion and you talked about what was really hard for you, the water, the progress photos. You said those two things were the most challenging? No. So the first 30 days, I would say the first 30 days, the most challenging things for me, because I'm a big reader anyway, so reading was not a problem, right? Um, was getting in the routine of getting those workouts in. Um, I had, luckily, I had just gotten a dog, so the morning walk was pretty easy to accomplish. But, you know, I work until eight, eight o'clock at night. So then I'd have to come home and work out. And I, it was not easy because you're tired and you just, you just want to go through your routine, which my routine was getting home from work, opening that bottle of wine, pouring that glass of wine, sitting on the couch and decompressing. And next thing you know, I have this whole list of things that, that didn't get done. So the new routine was come home, change clothes, work out, eat dinner, get your tasks done, which was reading the 10 pages, finishing your water, taking your progress pick, and then go into bed because you were at that point completely exhausted. Um, so the first 30 days, the no alcohol for me was probably the toughest because it was trying to break that routine of the habit of coming home and opening the bottle of wine and pouring that glass. It was really just a habit. And um, it was I was actually shocked because I don't consider myself an alcoholic by any means, but I was really shocked at how much I wanted that alcohol and how many conversations I had to have with myself of like, no, like, okay, what can you do? Let, all right, get your workout done. At that point that made it a little bit better and a little bit easier. So I think it's brilliant that that second workout needs to be broken up. And then um, I would go for a chamomile tea and try to create that new routine while I was reading my 10 pages. So that second workout and the no alcohol in the first 30 days was really eye-opening around like, oh, this isn't good. This is not good. And it's it got to the point to where if I was even asked to go to, out anywhere and there was going to be alcohol, I was like, no, I can't. I can't do well, it. And... I said no to all dinners because I would have to come home at 10 o'clock at night and work out. Yeah. And I'm like, no. I'm not doing that. I no. gotta get my workout in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's, there's no way. I mean, first of all, even just what you've shared with me just right now in the last 20 minutes. And again, I've known you for years, but even just what you've shared just in the last 20 minutes, how in the hell would you have any time to go out to dinner or to go to any social event? Like this is seven days a week. And you, you have yeah. two jobs really. <laughs> and it's like, I don't know. So it's like, you must've just yes. really had to do nothing except for this program and work for 75 days. Yeah, that was pretty much it. And, but here's the good thing is I, you know, if the way I started to look at it, so I got to that 30 day mark and I was like, okay, I'm not craving. It was really day 40. At day 40, I stopped craving the alcohol. And I was like, score. This is great. Like I, I could actually be around somebody with a glass of wine in their hand and I had my sparkling water. And 
I was great. I was like, oh, that's a win. That's a huge win. That and is. I noticed, I'm say that again. No, I'm just agreeing with yeah. you. I'm understanding. And I was sleeping really good, which was, yeah. And I was sleeping well. I was clear. So I was, that was actually a surprise too, that I started having really clarity around the things that needed to get done. I wasn't foggy anymore. And so I started being more productive naturally. And then I think just the, the act of moving your body was really huge. So at day 40-ish, I was like, okay, I'm seeing progress in the weight. So the progress pictures got a little bit easier. And it's actually genius because you can go back to day one in this app and look and you can compare and you're like, all right, I'm making progress there. But um, I noticed that my morning walks were something I really, really enjoyed because it allowed me to set my day up to what needed to get done. And I kind of did like walking meditations. So I was calmer, which was great. And then, um, you know, the food part of it, it got into a routine to where it wasn't a big deal anymore. So I finally had committed that the 30 days to get into that routine. So now it was just habit of getting it done. And um, because I was distancing myself from the world for a little while, it allowed that, that space to do that, right? Now, I will say that second workout at the end of a 10-hour day, because you, you're right, I do work a lot, that never got easier. It was just like, get it done. And I didn't want to do it. <laughs> and there were days I'm looking at my, my, my spin bike and I'm like, oh, really? I'm going to have to do this. I don't want to do this. And I have a 20 minute conversation with myself. And then I'm like, well, you're not going to start over. Do you really want to do this for another 75 days? So get on the damn bike. And I get on the bike and, you know, I'm 53. And so I was concerned doing this program that it would be too hard on my body because I'd gone from doing nothing for a long time, even though I'd worked out in the past to now 75 days of straight of working out. But I ended up incorporating, you know, some days I would do my morning walk and then I would do yoga instead of full on spin bike or F45, which is another workout that I was doing. And so um, I was able to balance it. And the reality is my body was fine as long as I listened to my body to say, OK, I'm really sore today. So let's do stretching and yoga for 45 minutes instead of full on spin bike for 45. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Um, I you, I wanted to touch on a few things that you've been saying. Yeah. I didn't want to interrupt you. Um, so we'll talk about what you just were talking about first, which is the exercise. Um, and I know you that would be a concern, like going from zero to twice a day. And you personally had a, um, a, a horrible break in your, what was your ankle or your, what did you break last year? leg. Oh, I broke. Yeah. I broke my ankle, but it, it spiraled up into the shin. So I have 20 screws in there <laughs> two years ago. Well, 2020 is when I broke it. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, that, how was that? I mean, did you have to move through pain or had you completely healed from that? I mean, uh, yeah, there were days where the leg ached, but, um, Honestly, it was never to the, I mean, so I, you know, I joined F45, which is a pretty intensive workout 
And so one of the things that I was concerned about is certain movements in that deal, but I just communicated to the trainers and like, there's certain things that I won't do like box jumps, you know, and um, I just worked around it, but uh, I would get sore. And again, it was about listening to my body. If I was really, really sore, I would do some stretching, but um, you know, as you know, when I broke the leg, I really pushed through the th physical therapy and worked really hard to make sure that that leg was strong. And so I, I feel like it was not something that was going to stop me, you know, and I didn't do crazy things workout wise that would re-injure my leg in any way. So, yeah, I'm just even thinking of a, of a 45 minute walk in the morning. I mean, that's, that's, you know, people, I think, underestimate the power, you know, and the transformative nature of long walks. You know what I mean? And, um, I love, I have three dogs and, um, you know, it's an every day for us, it's every day, twice a day walk. And luckily my boyfriend does one of them. Like right now he, he did this morning, he, he walked the dogs. And so I'll do tonight. It's, you know, and so we walk every single day and I know obviously you do too. Um, but it is really, it, it's an amazing tool for our health. And that's one of the things I love about dogs is it's like it, it makes me walk every single day. You know what I mean? And I, I don't do 45 minutes. It's usually around yeah. 25 minutes, but, um, it is a real transformative process, I believe. And like you said, sometimes you could do a walking meditation. You can, you know, I mean, you can use it in so many different ways, um, but even not even having to multitask, just doing the process of the walking and moving your body. And as you said, doing it twice a day and that second, that second required movement allowed you to, well, maximize your, you know, your physical transformation in this program. But I, I love what you were talking about, how you would get home and normally your routine would be to open that bottle of wine and sit down on the couch and drink that wine and let that wine do its work. And, and, um, and now you were forced to do your evening movement. And as you said, you felt better after you did that movement. Um, and so you allowed that movement to do its work. And yeah. certainly I know as well, just as you do, it doesn't work as well as the wine. <laughs> like it doesn't happen as instantly, you know, like, oh, okay, state change. Um, but it does work, right? Like moving our body. And, um, you know, I resonate so much with you when you talk about the habit of kind of using alcohol to, to transition us from stress and work and all the day and all the pressures and all the responsibilities and transition to my time and relaxing and turning it off. Um, it's really something so many people do. And I think what I hear you saying is this program gives, forces you to use other tools to get you to the other side to get you where you need to go. Do you want to talk a little bit more about that? And like, I'm interested how you're going to, um, it help. does. Um, 
Yeah, it, it really does. And um, but here's the thing. This is not the end all be all right. You could be disciplined enough just to say, I'm going to work out twice a day. I'm going to eat right. I'm going to do all the things. But for my personality type, <laughs> I seem to do better if I have something extreme that I have to do. I don't know why that is and how I'm wired, but that works for me. Right. Having that big goal. Um, it's and I, I'm still trying to figure out why that is. Why is it that I can't just say, okay, Tammy, you're no longer going to um, sit on the couch and you're going to work out every single day. But for some reason, I think my habits were such that um, I wasn't strong enough to do it. I had to remove myself completely from the world. Essentially, that's how I did it, right? doesn't mean somebody else can do it differently. Um to commit to myself and to show myself that I can do it. Because here's the thing, you know, my ultimate goal in life is to make other people feel amazing about themselves. That is who I am. And I want to help people and I want, but how can I do that if I'm not even helping myself? Right. right. So for me, this extreme way of kind of using this program as a launching pad of becoming who it is that I want and need to be to actually serve the great, my greater purpose in the world, right? Mm -hmm. Which is still unfolding. Um, but I think it starts with me from no longer making excuses. And so I had a macro coach who was fantastic and straight between the eyes. And it was just time for me to say yes to myself and yes to this journey. So I, I cannot stress enough the changes that it's made in my, my mental state for sure physically as well, confidence as well, but it's really, it doesn't have to be this extreme. I think for me, it needed to be this extreme, but you know, somebody could just say, I'm just going to start with one workout a day and just go from there. That's equally as appropriate. But I think if you're really wanting to make a drastic change in your life and stop making excuses, this is absolutely an option for people. So you mentioned that there were a lot of mental state changes that you saw about your yourself. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So um, <laughs> one, whenever you're faced with the decision, it was a daily decision, right? And I think that's the other key thing that I really came to realize because we make, we so easily make excuses for ourselves like, oh, I'll just start the diet tomorrow, right? I've done it. You've probably done it. We've all done it. And um, when you're having to like fill this piece of paper out and be accountable and part of communicating to my tribe was that I was actually being accountable to them as well, right? And, um, and they wanted to know how I would do on this journey, but the reality is you really have to be truthful with yourself, which is huge. So one of the mental changes for me is that, you know, if I don't have integrity with myself, how can I have integrity with the people around me? So that was a big mental shift for me. So, you know, showing up every day, speaking my truth was a shift versus lying to myself, because when you lie to yourself, then you feel icky. And when you feel mm -hmm. icky, then you know, you don't feel like you're really showing up the way you could with others. So that was kind of that internal journey there. Um, the other piece of it is that I can do hard things. And I've always known that, like, you know, my life, my life has been a series of up and down roller coasters over the last years. And I've done well, and I've been 
maneuvering through it all with grace. But did I really believe I could do hard things? Yes. Did I victimize myself and martyr myself in some cases? Yes. And this is kind of a, a program where it's like, no victimhood here, get it done, get it done. And I think if we can translate that into our everyday life, we'll get it done and stop victimizing. Because I now I'm so hyper aware when I turn victim, I'm like, oh, there it is. There it is. Knock it off. Like, okay, you got to sit with this. You're resentful right now. You need to work through that. You're here, but like, let's get past this. You've got shit to do, right? And so this program for me was a real catalyst to kind of be more hyper aware of how I show up in my thoughts, right? And um, and then, you know, I really have finally embraced because I think for years with the yo-yo dieting and everything else that I never really correlated the mental connection with being successful in life also is tied with feeling good in your body. And I think there is a very big connection there that I think if you feel strong, confident, beautiful in your body and capable in your body, then that translates into your exterior world and how you show up in life. So I really kind of made that connection as well. And that's been huge for me because it's easy and, you know, well, and you know, that's really interesting what you're saying about you, about feeling good and beautiful in your body and how that translates to everything else in your life. And I 100% agree. And, but my question is about that is no matter where we are in our health journey, can we choose, to, can we choose to feel good? and confident in our body. You know what I mean? Like you I think what you're saying is through this process, yes. You are making the hard decisions every single day to get you to where you wanted to go and so that was helping you to create a feeling of confidence and positivity about yourself that then was translating into other things. And I think that that like that is amazing. And also it's always a choice. Like that choice is always there, right? Like we can always choose that feeling. We can always choose that sentiment. We have access to that. I think there's a component that I'm going to add though. Yeah. I think the thing I want to add is I think it's more about doing the best for yourself in that moment. And it doesn't matter if you're, you're hundred percent right. But I think when you're not doing your best for yourself, then all of the, the non-confidence things can creep in. Mm -hmm. But if you're showing up every day, doing your best that you can that day, and that may change from day to day. Right. But you know, there were days where I was so exhausted that I was like, all right, just get on the bike and pedal. You don't, you, don't worry about, you know, burning 700 calories, just get on the bike and pedal, do the 45 minutes. That's the best I had that day. I was exhausted, but I did it and it still felt good. And that's what kind of translated in that. So I think it's about doing your best for yourself, your body and your environment. Yeah. 
It, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling two things right now. One is that you don't let your emotions dictate your activity. Like you, you've made a commitment and no matter how you feel about it, you're going to, you're going to take the action that you've committed to do. You're separating like how you feel about it. And the other thing that's coming through for me is that this whole idea of focusing on the positive, focusing on, you know, positive that I completed these activities. Yay. Like you're, you're focusing on the process, not the, not the outcome. You're, you're, you know, your focus on my job is to do the activity. My job is to do the activity. And, um, and so focusing on that positiveness and how it creates, you know, positivity and, and good feelings in the rest of your life. I mean, this is just feeling, this is what this is, I'm hearing right now is like the law of attraction, right? The more you focus on what you love and what is good and what you're excited about, the more that kind of shows up, right? And it's a, and it's a machine that, that we're in control of, that we, we push that wheel, that cog in the wheel, we start pushing it around slow, slow, focusing on activity, slow, slow, slow. So I'm just going to focus on it. And then, and then you get this momentum, right? And, and you're kind of swirling and it's just pulling towards you other positive things because that's the energetic field that you're, you're whipping up. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, well, and the other thing is, I think this program is that, you know, let's take the out, outdoor workout is it, it sets it up to where nature happens, right? Things happen. And like, I had to walk in a monsoon. I've never had, I would never have done that previously. And I remember texting my macro coach going, I'm about to walk in a monsoon, like sands going everywhere and everything else. I'm out, I'm out there walking and I'm like, but that's how life is too, right? Life sometimes hands you a lemon that you don't want, but you're going to get through it anyway. So, so I think that, that, that is brilliant to make one of the workouts outdoors because yeah, come rain, shine, thunderstorm, lightning, doesn't matter. You got to get it done, you know. 100%. And and there is something magical about being in nature, right? About smelling the smells and feeling the air and seeing, you know, noticing the view or whatever you're seeing or interacting with nature in some way. I mean, it is so critical um, and it, it, it is medicine. It's a, it's a form of medicine. I agree with you that that is a, a genius, um, aspect of the program. I mean, can you imagine people doing the hard 75 in like Minnesota in the winter? I mean, that would be really interesting. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, and whoever does that in the, in the middle of winter, I, my hat's off to him because that would be intense. I mean, we, I was walking in 110 degrees at one point and it's just like, oh my God, what am I doing? But it was like, all right, get it done. And then after a couple of weeks, that 110 degrees didn't seem so bad, you know? So, uh, but yeah, but so I, you know, I'm grateful for this program from so many aspects because I really do think that it's, 
set me up to make even more changes. You know, I'm, I'm a weekend or a week post now, still not drinking. I'm still working out once a day. I have allowed myself some grace on the second workout, um, for various like reasons of what's going on right now, but I will do this again. I absolutely will do this again. And he has actually a year long program, which I'm like, whoo, that would be intense. But um, I do feel like it's changed some behaviors for me permanently, which is what I was going for, you know, not a temporary change, but a permanent change and how I show up for myself. So you talk about this guy that he has a year long program. You were talking about this Andy person who created the program. Andy Frisella. Yeah. And does he provide any kind of support while you're doing this program? Like, are you listening to his podcast or something or how is he, does he support the people in any way during the program? No, it's, it's just an app that you download. This is really about personal responsibility. I mean, he has a great podcast. I highly recommend it. Um, but he talks about all different things in life and, and just the world events and where we're at right now in the world. But um, there's not, it's not a paid program. He created it and has this app that you can download for free. And it really is very simple, but there's no real you know, Facebook groups. I think there's people who have created things like that, but, um, I, this is an internal journey for people. This is not a, a, a group thing. I think, and it looks different for everyone, you know? So you mentioned that you feel like you've made some changes for good and you're a week out and, and you haven't had any alcohol. So how are you going to be integrating this, you know, into, 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 into let's say like the next 90 days of your life like how what what's how does it look like or what does it look like well for me it's really creating my own version of the next hard 75 of the things i want to get done right so i'm i, I will continue the reading i will continue the one workout a day every day I can walk every day. There's nothing wrong with that. And, um, you know, I'm still not where I want to be weight loss wise. So I'm going to continue with my macros and, um, alcohol for me, I think is going to be something I do every now and then maybe, but it's not something that I feel the need to do every day anymore, which is fantastic. That's, I do not want to go back to that at all, but now my heart 75 is really going to be around getting my businesses where I want them to go. And, using the discipline around setting your task list, right. Of what needs critical activities that need to get done to grow my businesses. And that's going to be what has to get done every day, you know, and, um, no excuses and I can do it because I've done other things now that will help support the habit structure that needs to get into place to make things happen. Mm -hmm. And just like you said, it's the law of attraction. What we focus on gets done and in corporate, you know, we used to say what gets measured gets done. And so I think that's no different in anything else that we decide to do going forward, whether somebody is just wanting to create better habits or create a business or launch a business. Now that focus for me needs to be put to use in my businesses, but continue to focus on my health and myself. Mm -hmm. But um, 
which again, recovering people pleaser. So, you know, it's, it's like putting me first and putting my businesses first and my goals. And of course I want to have relationships and friendships and, you know, all of those things. I just have a different mindset about that now. So, um, I'm, I am curious what, how much weight did you lose? You said you, you didn't achieve your, the goal you wanted, but what, what did you accomplish? 20 and a half pounds in the 75 days. That's and, amazing. Uh, I've got 15 more to go. That's amazing. So, yeah. D and you know, so I don't know if I, I don't think I told that you feels this, good but... throwing clothes away. <laughs> You what? I said it feels good throwing clothes away <laughs> or donating them. Yeah. So um, Garrick and I, um, the last, let's see, we're on like day 16 or day 17. I didn't tell you this yesterday, but we've been doing um, a paleo diet. Um, so I think, are you familiar with paleo? I am. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, that's been really, really challenging for me. Um, it's no processed food, no dairy, no grains, no, you know, sugar, no alcohol. Um, what am I missing? It's like, no, nothing. Oh, no, no beans, no legumes. Um, you know, no rice, nothing. So, uh, we, we had just been, going down a road of just like eating out every night and, you know, dessert. And I don't know, it's like we're on this permanent vacation. I was like, we, this is out of control. And mainly it's because lately I've been reading so many books about like the toxins in our food and the unhealthy um, plant oils, you know, like canola oil and um, you know, all the excess salt and sugar and fat that when you eat at restaurants, you know, they shove into the food, not all restaurants, of course, but you know, a lot of places, um, you're just getting so much extra oil and sugar and salt. And so I was like, oh, and then, and then the effect of that on our, you know, body on our, um, insulin response and our blood sugar levels and our, um, inflammation levels. And so I've been getting more and more interested in like using or, you know, approaching my diet as a way to actually improve my internal health. Like, sure. Would I like to like minimize, you know, my little, my little gut pooch? Yes. But also how can I affect my inflammation levels and, you know, the aging process and um, my risk of cancer, right? And, um, did, you know, are, are you, did you think about those types of things of how it was internal affecting your internal health? Um, oh, huge. Uh, you know, with macros, you really can't eat out because you don't know how the restaurants are going to prepare it. So you really have to prepare everything. So you're lending yourself to not doing process. I don't like process anyway. You know how I feel about that as an esthetician, inflammation and all of that thing, all that stuff. But I will say that when you clean up all of the bad things in your diet, my joints stopped hurting, right? I was having elbow joint, shoulder joint, my leg, ankle joints, you know, especially the 
broken leg was always like just edgy, you know, and I have no pain anymore, you know, none. And so I, I think it's huge. It's huge, especially at our age when we're at the point to where the decisions we make now are going to show up in our 70s. And frankly, I think right now our population is on this track to where we're going to have some very sick people in their 70s with massive amounts of issues and cancers and things that are just, it's on the rise already. And, you know, these, these agents in our food supplies that are causing all of this free radical damage, it's, it's unbelievable. So I think the one thing, I think it's great that you're doing that because you're going to find in about 30 days, how different your whole body feels and you're not going to want to go back. I mean, you might have a cheat here and there, but you're not going to want to go back when you start feeling 10 years younger than you did, you know, 30 days ago. Why would you? Right. And no medications. I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm on no medications at 53. And I attribute that to the fact that I cook a lot and I keep things clean versus going out and doing fast food and a lot of restaurant stuff. Oh, 100 um... percent. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm on bioidentical hormone replacement, girl. Like, for sure, I'm taking those meds. I would love for my diet to be so amazing yeah. and my lifestyle to be so amazing that I didn't need to replace <laughs> hormones, but I don't know about that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right about the, like, the cancers and just the epidemic of things that are already happening. I've been really lately interested in, in studying and learning more and more about Alzheimer's and dementia. Um, because, you know, my dad is going through Parkinson's with dementia and, um, you know, there is a worldwide, I'll just say national epidemic of Alzheimer's. And the, the, there's a recent study that was just published that showed from the, from the years of 2017 to 2021, the increase of of Alzheimer's diagnosis for for ages like 35 to 45 have gone up like 400%. Ages 45 to 55 gone up about 250%. Um, and 55 to 65 has also increased. I'm not sure about the number, not as much. But the point is, is more and more people are getting diagnosed with Alzheimer's younger and younger. And they know now that people who have Parkinson's disease and Alzheimer's and things like this, that let's say my dad was diagnosed when he was 60. These things have been brewing and being created in the body for 15 to 20 years prior to diagnosis. And we have a say, we have a say about whether our brain is inflamed and 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 we we have a say by by what we put in our mouth and what we expose our bodies to whether it's stress whether it's man you know good sleep hygiene you know um um getting exposure to the sunlight and um you know obviously reducing toxicity in our in our life and in our food supply and getting the proper nutrients i mean we have an exercise and movement and all of these things connection community and I mean, I am, you're absolutely right. Like we, we have to, if we really want to 
have amazing lives in our 60s, 70s, 80s, and beyond, we have to put in the work now. We should have been putting in the work for the last 20 years, <laughs> really. It's, it's a yeah. full-time job. Yeah. It is a full-time job, but here's the thing. One of the things, the sad things that I see going on right now is that everyone wants a shortcut, right? Fast food. Let's get it. Let's not take the time to prepare. Let's not take the time to move our bodies. Let's take time. And I think, you know, social media, although it has its really great purposes, I think is awful for our lives overall because it's making us stupid. It's making us stupid and it's making us make poor decisions. (laughs) And you're right. I mean, ultimately we should have been doing this for 20 years, you know, but the reality is I'm here today and I'm committed to my seventies and eighties being healthy and not having to struggle. I mean, every time I I think of somebody who has type two diabetes, that shouldn't even be a thing. That shouldn't even be a thing. Type one is a whole different ball game, but type two, why are there, is there anyone struggling with that? Because it's lifestyle, you know? Um, but I think you're, yeah. So there's so many factors going on and I, gosh, I think you and I could have a whole nother episode on just getting on that soapbox, but people need to start taking control of their lives and committing to themselves and stop going the easy route on every single thing. Right. Yeah. It's, and I was guilty of it too. My, you know, my body was not functioning at its best and it was my fault. And I had to take responsibility for that. It's nobody else's fault, fault but our own. If we're not feeling good, you know, I feel bad for the, the, the children of parent. Yeah. The, you know, those children who are with parents who are, you know, the, the fast food Kings that are driving through McDonald's every day because they don't want to go home and cook and sit down and have a meal with their children, you know, and, and talk to them and all those things. And I'm sick of going to restaurants and seeing families that aren't communicating. They're all on their devices and nobody's talking to one another. Like we, we, we are stupefying our world with things that are not healthy for us. And it's just going to get worse if we don't take control of our bodies and our decisions. And it's a daily thing. It's not a once and then done thing. It's a daily thing. So the only way that I continue this momentum that I've gained and that you'll continue your momentum that you've started is that we have to keep it going long-term. It's now a lifestyle. We use the term lifestyle change, but it's really a daily commitment because we're human beings and we are programmed to take the path of least resistance. That is how we are programmed. And um, we have to choose the path of a little bit more resistance that have bigger gains for ourselves, I think. That's my soapbox. (laughs) Beautiful. I think that's a beautiful way to tie a bow on this. I mean, I think you said it best is that you can do hard things. I can do hard things. Uh, who's that? Who's that lady who says we can do hard things? I forget her name. She wrote the book. That's her slogan. We can do hard things. You don't know who I'm talking about? Mm. Gwendolyn or Gwen? Oh, really? Glennon, no, I don't. <laughs> Gwennon Doyle. Um, Glennon. Glennon Doyle. She wrote that book. I, I'm sure you've read that book. Um, I'm gonna send it to you. I'm gonna send it to you after we're done. But anyway, we can do hard things. Um, we can, and 
And if it was easy, you know, he calls it the hard 75 and you're, you're saying, I'm going to translate this now into my life and create my own hard 75, my own parameters to achieve the things I want. Everyone needs to create their own hard 75, whether or not they use this program as like a kickstart and a training on how to, you know, create a container, right. To, to get us from A to B, like this is, um, in order to achieve great things, you have to do hard things. Okay, I just came up with something. In order to do great things, you have you have to be able to do hard things. This is this is like the lesson all yes. of us have learned in childhood. Yes, and some did better than others, right? But that is true. Nothing. I mean, you know, we like to say things come easy, but things don't come without effort. They don't. You know, that's right. You can't have an Olympic athlete think about becoming an Olympic athlete and it happens. He's got to create effort to make that happen. You want to own a business, you have to put effort in to make that happen. You want a relationship, a healthy relationship. You have to put effort in to have a healthy relationship. I mean, you know, yeah. And they all are hard things. That's right. That's right. And creating a, like a regimented, a, you know, a real, a mindset shift about, again, doing, doing the work, right? Just doing the work, leaving the emotion about, I don't want to, or I shouldn't have to do this, or why do I have to work harder than other people? Or I wasn't lucky with this or that, or this victim mentality that you alluded to. Um, You know, we all, we humans have a tendency to, to want to blame others and, 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 you know, see ourselves in, in a victim light, but it really is that mindset shift that is always available to us, which is I, what do I have control over? I certainly can't control everything, but what do I have control over? And let me focus on that, right? Let me focus on the things that I can control, um, to, to achieve the goals I have. And, um, I'm really proud of you. I think um, I, I I know that this is one of the hardest things you've ever done, and <laughs> yeah. I can't even imagine committing to something like that for 75 days. Because because in the paleo, it's an 85 85 15, meaning you you're you know you're supposed to do your paleo 85 percent of the time, and 15 percent of the time you can, you know, vary off the diet a little bit. And for me. I need a little bit of flexibility like that. And for you, you, you said you really needed it to just be a regimented 75. So um, either way, we're, we're, we're taking the steps that we need to in order to feel our best. That's for sure. Yeah. And I definitely feel like for being in my fifties, that is key critical right now. Like key. Yeah. <laughs> and you and I both, right? We don't have children. So it's us and I need Ooh. to stay healthy. <laughs> so. That's right. That's right. Yeah. No excuses. We don't have other people to focus on. We have to focus on ourselves. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, my dear, anything else you want to leave us with? Um, no, not- I, 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 I think if anything, just pick something and do it for yourself, no matter what it is, you know, whether it's you want to transform your home, whether you want to spend more time doing X, Y, Z, just commit to it and do it. 
right? What's one of the books that you've read recently that you that you feel like you had the most impact um, while you were going through this process? Is there one that stands out for you that you want to recommend? Uh, oh, there's a couple. So the Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Joe Dispenza was really great. Um, it kind of goes into more of the meditation aspect of things. Um, but Atomic Habits, if you haven't read that one, I have, that's amazing. I have. Uh-huh. And there's a couple of hacks that you can do, you know, that help. And so one of the things like on those days that I was really tired and I wanted to go back to my old habit of sitting in front of the TV with my glass of wine, I would just pedal on the bike and then pull up like a show that I just really wanted to watch because I haven't had time to do that. Right. Right. And kind of habit stack that. So I got the feeling of like what I was would do normally on the couch, but I was actually moving my body at the same time. And it was a way to hack that need for, you know, wanting something that I wasn't allowed to have right now. But um, atomic, yeah, atomic habits would be one that I would tell everyone to read because it's kind of goes into that, how we're wired as human beings and how we can hack that to achieve some things that we want to achieve. So that would be a really good one. I love it. And if people want to follow you and find you, uh, where should they go? <laughs> I would probably say um, Lash Effects Pro Subs or The Skin Cafe. Is this on Instagram? On Instagram. Instagram, yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll link those in the, in the show notes. Okay. <laughs> um, awesome. Well, thank you so much, Tammy. Congratulations on completing this. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. This was fun. All right, dear. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye.